building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Welcome to another Things People Say episode. Today, I am pumped to welcome another guest, my second guest ever, my friend, William Deck. He is the kind of person that you get on a call with and you feel absolutely amazing and inspired and uplifted when you get off the phone. And I wanted to share his amazingness with all of you today. Like always in these segments, we're gonna jump straight into it so you can learn more about him in the show notes and I'm gonna leave his website and his LinkedIn profile there. Today we're talking about one of my most despised sayings, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I know that personally, this saying is not my jam, but I'm really interested to hear what William has to say about it. So I'm going to hold the rest of my thoughts so we can hear hear from him. William, what's up? How's it going? Doing well, doing well. Really glad to be here again today to spend some time with you. And um, this is a really important topic because once again, I think uh, perception and reality are two different things. So. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. And I loved that you hit me up right when I came out with the podcast and you were like, I'm called to see if I can be a guest. And so as soon as I started thinking about guests, I was like, heck yeah, William should definitely be one of my first ones. So first things first, do you love your work? I do love my work. I honestly enjoy everything that I do. But at the same time, it's not perfect, meaning some days are easier than others. I'm passionate about everything that I do. So I never get discouraged, but it's not always easy. Yeah. So I was going to ask, do you love every minute? But it sounds like you don't, but you still think that you do love it. I love what I do, but I don't love every moment because I'm human. And sometimes those are negative voices, even when you are literally the mindset coach, uh, you still have those moments where you have your, your doubts or your anxieties. It's just really how you deal with them that really sets anyone apart. It's not necessarily where they come or not. It's how you deal with them. And do you allow them to stay? Yeah. Absolutely. That's so true. Do you ever want to quit? With this work? No. In the past, every role that I've had at the corporate level or otherwise, at some point I thought about it. And the reason is, is because I've always known that there was something out there for me that for many years I couldn't really describe or ascertain within my consciousness, but I knew that it was there and that always bothered me in a way. And even though I made more money and all that stuff, it still was there. And so now, because I found my why, and I found my purpose. No, I never think about quitting because now I know back then I didn't, but now I do. I love that. So do you think it's possible for everyone to love their work and tell me how? So I think that it's possible for everyone to love themselves. And when you get clear on why you're here on this earth, meaning, you know, what is it that you are here to accomplish, then you can find value in everything that you do. That don't mean that you'll love every moment, but that you'll love yourself and you'll never allow yourself to get to that deep, dark hole that we've all been before. Mm -hmm. How do you think people's perspective, either personal perspective or professional perspective, relates to the ability to like or love your work? I think it's really about having or learning how to galvanize a positive outlook on life. Meaning if there's a glass that's half full, you see it half full. You don't see it half empty because you know that you had to pour water in it and it started empty and it had to be filled. If Mm -hmm. you can 
have the ability to see that in everything that you do and in every experience that you always be able to find it. Now, sometimes we do have to find the good, but it's always there. How do you go about finding the good? I know that you've been through some trials in the last couple of years here, just from looking at your content that I'm reading online. So even in those dark spots, how do you find the good and learn to love what you're doing? Yeah, I think for me, it's really been about clarifying my why. And once I was able, as I mentioned, once I was able to clarify my why, I could always recenter myself and basically remember, once again, why I'm doing this, why I'm here why I'm going through this and have some hope to say, I know that there's something that I can learn from any and everything. Now, what is that? What should I be learning in this experience? And because of that, it's allowed me to be able to find more joy in living, including my work, because I can always recenter myself. I don't have to get stuck anymore. But that's a conscious decision as well. I think some people get to a point like, and I've been here too, where you get to the point where you're in such a dark place that you can't even think about finding, you know, the lesson or the the silver lining. This happened to me, honestly, right before Christmas this last year, we had a big client of ours term. And for a couple days, I was just like, in the dumps, like, woe is me. And I couldn't find the silver lining. How do you even pull yourself out of something like that to find the good? Yeah, you know, honestly, for me, this really goes back to self love, because For so many years, I was so hard on myself. I had such high expectations that even when I was doing well or accomplished awesome things and everyone was cheering around me, I got to a point to where I couldn't even celebrate myself at all. I I couldn't take a break, not because I hadn't earned it, but because I couldn't accept it. And so, yes, when you're in that space, it is very dark. It is very challenging and it's tough. What I've learned how to do and what I'm helping to teach others now is to never allow yourself to get to that dark place or when you are there. These are the steps. These are the things you must become aware within to begin to pull yourself out. So when you're there, it's, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, Christ could come and you'd probably be like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. Right. <laughs> but it's one of those things that for every person, you have to have that dark night of the soul. You won't understand that during that time or in that moment. But these darkness of the soul are necessary because life is all about duality. We've been taught that the darkness mm-hmm. is bad, but it's not true. I mean, that's the yin and the yang. But in America, we don't understand it. The light and the darkness are necessary. It cannot always be light and it cannot always be dark. Mm-hmm. This two shall pass is the principle behind it. But what does it actually mean? It means that the darkness and the light are good. Yeah. But you have to well, be able to understand that. And you don't always know. I mean, how do you identify what the good looks like without the bad, right? Because otherwise, you're just kind of always in this neutral place. But I think that you can't really even experience those really high highs. Or I talked at another time this week on my podcast about just those moments of pure joy that I think some people don't even think are real or they don't think it's something that they can have. But you have to feel those lows and you have to figure out how to increase your resilience and change your mindset so that you can pull yourself out of stuff like that. that that's right. And I think that's the power of learning learning how to be in the present moment, meaning when it feels bad, feel it and feel it all the way. Don't push it out. Don't say, oh, I I can't do it. No, yes, you can. And you must. And when things are good, you have to learn how to accept it fully, be fully present. If you're out on on a vacation, are you fully present and observing the fact that your children and your spouse and your family members, whomever else is with you, will never be this age ever again. Mm -hmm. In this moment, I won't be able to remember all of this in six months, but in this moment, 
I'm going to embrace all of it. Can we even do that? And the answer is yes, but it is a learned skill because we've been taught to deny ourselves everything good and look at what you don't have and who you are not and how we're different. But that's the opposite of life or evil, which is living, which is live spelled backwards. It's not bad, but it's evil because it's the opposite of the natural flow of life. Huh. I have never thought about it that way. I love that you just brought that up. I think that a lot of people, especially watching my LinkedIn content, it's very positive because I don't publish, you know, like the dark day that I'm crying in bed. And I always publish, I publish the process, you know, and what I'm going through. But then what is the takeaway and what does the silver lining end up being? And I think that a lot of people look at that and they think, oh, you just push out the negativity. And I did that for a long time where, I mean, like even in my childhood and my early adulthood, I was just like, you know, these bad things are happening and I don't know what to do with them. And so I'm going to push it away. And then when you start really like digging inside and learning how to process all of that, it feels different. And you can really, like you said, feel the pain, but then feel the joy. So back to loving your work. I, I think all of this relates so closely to, you know, like when you get upset at work or something bad happens, feeling that and processing it. And then you can use those skills to figure out how to love it more and how to, you know, get yourself out of those, those bad places later. I think that if you fall in love with the process of the work, so even like in building my business, every day is not rosy. Frankly, some years, some weeks, there's more, you know, bad days than there are good. But I have fallen so deeply in love with the process of building and the joy that I get from employing people and knowing that I'm helping them and helping them solve their problems day to day. You know, that's what I love. It's not, I don't always look at my business and just objectively love it. I think you might've changed my mind, honestly. In the in this short <laughs> 10 minutes. I love it. <laughs> All right. If there is one thing that listeners should take away from this episode. So this has been really my, my primary message over everything else that I talk about in detail is we all must learn to love ourselves again. As children, we accepted the good and bad because there was a natural flow of life. As adults, we've been taught the evil way of thinking and operating within this world, which is the opposite of the natural flow, which is denying self, denying the good and judging yourself and others and loving yourself. It's not just about making sure that in your mind, you try to objectively say that everything's perfect and nothing's wrong. It's saying that no matter what's going on, I'm still worthy, I'm still forgiven, and I'm still here. And when you can be present with that, then the creative capabilities within our own minds and our imagination, and frankly, the universe itself is open to us, meaning we can come up with creative solutions to improve upon whatever needs to be improved upon within ourselves or helping to support somebody else. But that door is not opened when you're closed off to life because you're closed off to yourself. So it all starts within you. I love that. The entire universe is uh, within us. And science has proven this a long time ago. When you look at the smallest particle, which are photons, which are fractions or pieces of the actual atoms themselves, they look exactly like the night sky. So we live in a holographic universe that basically means that we all come from a source and all we are are lesser and lesser clear visions of what that original source is. So science tells us all religions say the same thing in different ways, but they're saying the same thing. So we cannot be separate. There's no way that we can't be good enough. 
it's just ignorance of self that allows that idea to even prevail in the first place. You are blowing my mind. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. When I was thinking about whose message I want to share with my audience and the people listening to this podcast, you were one of the top on the list. So if you got value from this episode, share it with just one person that needs to hear what William had to say today, and I'll see you next time.